We are coming in hot. The podcast. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Thank you, live from Airplay Beats, for the intro music. We are recording live in Midtown Sack at Darling New Media Studios. Now, I love this guest that we got today. <laughs> We're about to have a great time. We are. <laughs> we are. So, I don't know if you know this, but I did the math. This is the youngest sibling of eight. So, my dad's youngest sister, 16 years younger than him. I'm 16 years younger than you. Did you know that? No. I, I never I, did that math. I, I kind of figured it out. It might not be right that. because I'm not really good at math. But. <laughs> I think you're right, though. I think you're right. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, we're talking about Auntie Lillian Winrow in the building. So I'm here. You didn't give me any rules. So. No, there's no rules to this. We oh, come in hot. I so, love it. <laughs> so, this is... The fun aunt. I love all of my aunties. Don't get me wrong. But this is the auntie that you could go to. You could talk shit. You could snap. You could do everything. You can and do she it could, all. And she could, she could give it right back to you. I'm, I'm here for all, all the shit. I'm here all, for all the shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, hey, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, I've talked about it a few times on here. My, my grandmother, which we lost a few months ago, the matriarch, she was a survivor and my auntie Lil, I'm not going to call you Lillian. I've never called you Lillian in my life. Mm-hmm. So no. my auntie, my auntie Lil is a 12 year survivor. She yeah. is all over the place with real estate, with family, with you got a popcorn brand now. So <laughs> we were just no my sorority. The sorority. Okay, here. okay. We were just doing a fundraiser for popcorn. Okay. popcorn. Okay. But I am part owner in a sport clips um store. Yes, so, sports clips. Yes. 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 So mm-hmm. she she she's just like me. Just got her hand in a little bit of everything. That's right. You know? And one thing that we learned about ourselves a couple weeks ago is that we leave all the cabinets open when we're Putting away dishes. We do. I got some open right now because I just did the dishes. I got some cabinet open somewhere. I don't even know what that is. But your daddy has that gene too, whatever it is. Yes, it's, it's something. Something's in there. So 12 years, breast cancer survivor. What, how did this, how did you figure out that you had breast cancer? Was it around the same time that grandma had it as well? It was exactly two years after Mm. grandma was diagnosed. Okay. And it was two days after I'd done the breast cancer walk. So the making strides for breast cancer walk. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, yeah, 2009. Okay. 2009 was Mm -hmm. when that happened. So, and it was by a mammogram. Okay. I went in, I wasn't even due for my mammogram actually. Mm Mm-hmm. I was just at Kaiser and it came over the, um, the, the, um, speaker or whatever saying, Hey, you know, walk-ins accepted now for mammograms. So mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm here. I may as well just go ahead and get it done. Mm-hmm. Found out 
two days later after the breast cancer walk mm. that I was actually positive. The test came back conclusive for breast cancer. Okay. And yeah. man, rough yeah. time, you know, um, yeah. I, I remember hearing about it. Um, you know, I was chefing, I was kind of a mess back then. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I wasn't really in the right state of mind back then. Um, this kind of tell me what the process was after, you know, like you heard about your, you know, the breast cancer and what you had to go through. And, you know, now, you know, like being 12 years a survivor, vegan, mm-hmm. you know, um, just, just, this, you know, give, give the people out there, like just the journey of, you know, yeah. the, going the through. journey, it started out, of course, you know, you, you get that phone call but the manner in which I received the information, that was tough. I'm in a staff meeting. Mm-hmm. I get a phone call and I was expecting a call back because I had gone and they said that the, you know, my mammogram came back. It's not conclusive. They want to do biopsies, mm-hmm. went through all of that. And then when I got the phone call, I'm in a staff meeting and it was just like, Hey, you know, hey, Lillian, I'm sorry to inform you. This is nurse so-and-so just letting you know that um, your test came back conclusive with breast cancer. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. We just, we just, we just going in raw. We're not, we're not doing anything. Just, <laughs> no protection. <laughs> you know, just, like, okay. I was like, all right. And I did, I actually kind of went into a fog at that point. Mm-hmm. So my whole thought was, okay, let me get out of this meeting. Let me get, get home. I just wanted to get home. And I managed to do that. I, on my way home, I called your uncle, called my husband, mm-hmm. and just told him that it, it wasn't anything I expected to hear, you know, because the whole time they were reassuring me that it was probably just a cyst. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they weren't really concerned about me having breast cancer because there really wasn't a history of it. They didn't know about, they didn't know about grandma at the time. Mm. So, but we did, hadn't had, this was our first bout. Grandma was our first bout with mm-hmm. cancer mm-hmm. in the family. So once um, I told, I, I told Derek and he was like, uh, he went through his own mess that I did not know about because he's amazing in that way. Mm-hmm. He let it be all about me. Great. Great you dude. know, he let man, it be Uncle about Uncle me. Derek is the man. Like, right? This man right. is a great, dude. <laughs> yeah. So he let it. He let it be all about me. And one thing I will say, my medical provider, they moved quickly. So I was diagnosed on the nineteenth of October. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a first surgery, and it was a lumpectomy, and that was in December, the day before my birthday. Mm. I was like, yeah, happy birthday. Yes. This is a gift that just keeps on giving. Apparently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, went in, had to have a second surgery. That surgery, uh, they didn't, they weren't able to get clear what they call clear margins. Mm-hmm. So went in, did another surgery and had to take more breast tissue. Um, after that, I did six rounds of um, radiation treatment. That's, that's hell. You know, Mm -hmm. um, actually let me back up. I did four rounds of chemotherapy Mm. because of the type of breast cancer I had. Okay. So I had what they call triple negative breast cancer. So what they do is they get that, um, 
they look at the tumor and they look at the, the cell receptors on the tumor mm-hmm. and they're looking for estrogen, progesterone or HER2. Those mm-hmm. are all hormones. I didn't have either one. I tested negative for all of those, hence why it's called triple negative. Mm-hmm. So they were like, the, what we found is that most cancer patients, they are successful or they have a better survival rate or um, you won't have a reoccurrence mm. um, or a better chance of not having a reoccurrence if you do chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. So I opted for the chemotherapy. That kind of, I had to wrap my mind around that because remember, grandma had gone through this. Yes, She didn't have to have uh, chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll just have to do what my mom did, you know, and, and it's good. Mm-hmm. But her cancer was estrogen driven. Mm. Mine wasn't. Okay. So I said, okay, I'll do the chemotherapy, went through the chemotherapy, lost all my hair, just rocked my bald head, mm-hmm. occasional wig with my big earrings on. <laughs> and uh, then I had to do the radiation treatment. Mm-hmm. And you know, your skin burns and tears, you, you know, your body goes through a lot. Okay. And that was for six weeks. And thank God I haven't had, you know, I've been in remission ever since. And I, I thank God for that. Yes. A lot of that I contribute to the fact that I was just allowed to heal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And to mm-hmm. go through my journey, my job was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, you know, do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. We're here when you're ready. Okay. But, your uncle, he fielded all the calls and and kept people updated. So I didn't have to talk about it mm-hmm. all the time. You know, your Auntie Julie, my best friend, she had no lock. You know, <laughs> she was holding people at bay for me. Uh-huh. And then, you know, our family. Yes. You know, the rubber hits the road. Everybody just rallied around me. And that's all I had to do mm-hmm. was just focus on healing and getting better because i think at that time your cousins were nine and 13 mm-hmm. nine and 14 yeah, years they were old younger, yeah they were younger mm-hmm. so i and i attribute me being in remission today to the fact that i i didn't have those stressors i didn't have to worry about work i didn't have a husband that demanded i.e. wifely duties or <laughs> you know i was just able to be yes i was just able to be and focus on my healing okay yeah so what are um some of the things because i know you're really big into you know breast cancer awareness and mm-hmm. you know like the the group that you're working with like tell me a little bit about them Tell me um, what you guys are doing this month and every month. You're always out there. You know, it's just not October. It's all 12 months no. that you're Mm-mm. working. No, it's it's always. So I belong to a, a support group called Carrie's Touch, and it's local. We are actually in our 15, it's our 15-year anniversary this year. Okay. And so it's for this month, I know October 30th, we're having a, a virtual wine event Mm -hmm. and that's that's a fundraiser that we're having and i actually wrote some stuff down so i have to look oh and our celebration of life is october 16th now that is where you know when the world was open we could go visit local churches and things like that we like to give our survivors their flowers while they're here there you go you know most people (laughs) so that's what we do we kind of go to the um go to local churches and just tell people about carrie such who we are 
And at that time, ask the breast cancer survivors to come up and then give them their flowers while they're alive. Mm -hmm. So we'll have a table out and have information out there for them. Um, Those are our next two events coming up. So the 16th, we have that celebration of life. So if you guys, if you know of any survivors out there that you want us to, you know, give some flowers to. Yep. We, we we're doing that now. We can't go to the local churches, like I said, but we're actually going around. If you have a survivor that you'd like to receive flowers, we're, we're dropping those off to their homes, to okay. their homes. Okay. Yeah. So to the four people that listen to this podcast, please <laughs> <laughs> tell people about Carrie's touch. <laughs> like I said, it is a, um, it is a support group that is, um, Carrie Such was created by uh, Reverend Tammy Denise. Mm-hmm. She is also a breast cancer survivor, a 15 year breast cancer survivor. Carrie was her mother. Um, um, she lost her mom to actually to the domestic violence. Oh, so that's something that's very, um, she's very passionate about. Mm-hmm. But Carrie's, what she noticed was that um, we're dying. You know, black women are dying of cancer, of breast cancer, where our counterparts, they're they're getting cancer more often, but they're not dying. Mm -hmm. So she was like, let's let's dig into that. And I told you earlier about how the message was delivered to me that Mm -hmm. I had cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's trying to tap into those things like, you know, we're making strides is great. American Cancer Society is wonderful. But I think we have different challenges than other folks sometimes. And she saw that need to say, okay, I need, we need to know how to talk to us. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a single mom that's saying, look, I ain't got time to, uh, okay, I got this cancer, but I don't have time to sit down and rest. I got to, you know, got to go to work. I got to have these kids. I have what we call the strong black woman syndrome or the strong woman syndrome. We being strong can be toxic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It can be very toxic and we have to, to learn how to navigate things and let people help us though. We don't always have to be strong. And I say this in connection with telling you about Carrie's touch is because that's one of the things that we focus on. So we, we, we talk about awareness and education and advocacy and support. We're part of a research study um, and just helping people handle their basic needs. So while you're going through something, you can't, you can't worry about PG&E. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you can't worry about, you know, having food or getting to your treatment. So those are the things that we do for people, you know, so it's, um, it helped me a lot because I was able to be around women that looked like me Mm -hmm. that understood, um, when I needed to take my wig off, (laughs) I literally could go to the support group and literally take my wig off and just sit it down. It was a very intimate setting. It wasn't like in a, in a conference room or anything like that. We had the, um, we had, um, we could meet in someone's home mm-hmm. and just, and just be yeah. and tell our truths and, um, things like makeup, stuff like that. 
they typically don't have shades of makeup for us, mm-hmm. right? Always lighter. <laughs> so, right, yeah. right. It's always lighter. And, you know, we come in different shades. So just just being able to, to talk to women that look like me, going through the same situation, going through worse situations, some in remission, some having a reoccurrence, some... It was um, it was a safe place, and it was a safe place from even though, you know, Derek, your uncle wanted to help me every step of the way. There was just certain things I couldn't share with him mm-hmm. or with anyone in the family or with friends, sorority sisters. I couldn't do it. I mm-hmm. just had to be around a tribe of women who were really in it, who who had, who, who had gone through it. Yeah. So, yeah. But that, that's that's who Carrie's Touch. Carrie's Touch dot org. So all four of us on here, four of our listeners, you said. Yep, yep, yep. There's only four. Touch, yeah. Carrie's Touch dot org. Just look it up. Mm-hmm. And um, if you know of anyone recently diagnosed or or who's been uh, a survivor for many years, we, we're always looking for volunteers. Um and just for people to come and, and fellowship with us, mm-hmm. come and fellowship with us. Yeah. I know I said African-American, but it's, it's open to everyone, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. I, you know, like, and, and one thing I just want to back up a little bit because I, I talk about this a lot um, with, you know, the black women and, you know, always holding us down until, you know, like they always got to hold their man down and, you know, there's, there's nobody to hold y'all down. And I, I always say like, if you got, it it doesn't matter what kind of shade you are, but especially black women, like they're always, they're, they're raised to, you know, hold down your man, don't matter what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like he could be out in the streets doing blah, blah, blah. And then come home and you still gotta, you know, cook and clean and, you know, don't know where he came from, but who, who's there for you? But you know, I'm glad that you said that about Uncle Derek because Uncle Derek, he got through into this family and he just swam, you know, like because it's an intimidated family. It's intimidated. You know, right. you got you got eight, you know, like eight brothers and sisters. You got, you know, grandpa, grandma, you know, like then the crazy cousins and yeah. <laughs> Right, right. And same thing with with Julie. Just, you know, like Julie, shout out, you know, Julie. You know, like she, you know, came into this family, you know, and it's just, it's it's hard. You know, this family... And it's a lot of us. You it's know, a lot of you us. A few people. You yeah. about thirty people. You roll in. You roll game. into. Uh, you roll into Barton Way, and you know there's people coming out of everywhere: back doors, front doors, back rooms. You know, right? right. <laughs> you and, never and know and who's in that house. Yeah. And knocking at the front door. It's the, the neighbor door. down the street. Mm-hmm. I saw you, and I just want to come over. Yep. It, it's a lot. Yeah. But my village, my village was so strong mm-hmm. with my journey. I, I tell people that all the time and I don't take it for granted. And I always thank God for my village and just thank people in my village. Because mm-hmm. when I tell you, like you just mentioned, everyone doesn't have that. Yeah. They ha- they're going home still trying to be who they were prior to this diagnosis. And it's literally killing them. Mm-hmm. It's literally killing them. 
you know, we don't, we don't know how to be selfish. We don't know. All we know is to persevere. Mm-hmm. You know, grandma, she, she, she taught, she taught all of us some good stuff, but she was also, she was from the old school, right? Yeah. So she taught us, you know, we, we all grown here. You know, I, these kids can stay at home cause they only period. <laughs> grandma was like, baby, <laughs> Get up and get up. Yeah. Cause that there, that there thing going to be with you for years to come. So mm-hmm. you better learn how to navigate it, get with it, get up and go to school. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. it was a keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and a part I'm thankful for some of that, but then I'm also thankful that I had a mate. Yes. That let me be completely vulnerable. Let me take off my cape, put it to the side and focus on me. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. So yeah. you you could say, you know, fuck off Cecil, but how old were you when you first were diagnosed? Oh, I was 41. Wow. I was 41. Man. Yeah. 40, about to turn 42. Yeah. Ooh. About to turn 42 and hadn't. And I was like, what, what is happening here? And they said, um, I took testing, by the way, I did a genetics test. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it was, well, it's not genetic. Okay. It's not, it's not at all. And the, the sad thing that broke my heart was when I was explaining to the doctor, I said, well, my mom, she had breast cancer. She got diagnosed two years ago. And he said, yeah, but she was so late in life, you know, when mm-hmm. she got it. And if you live long enough as a woman, you're probably going to end up with breast cancer. That's the part that took me, took me out. I was like, wow. So you don't have to have this in your family. You live long enough. You may encounter it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. Cause I was very concerned. One of the things that gave me anxiety was thinking about Aaron, my mm-hmm. daughter, like what does she need to do? Mm-hmm to make sure, you know, she's being proactive, you know, to teaching her to do breast exams mm-hmm. and, you know, when does she need to start having mammograms if this is something that's genetic, but thank mm-hmm. God it wasn't okay. genetic. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You, I know. You're dropping dimes, aren't you? Dropping yeah. <laughs> um, so our, our next segment is our, our uh, top five um, is going to be uh, uh, breast cancer awareness. Uh Kind kind of uh, still staying with the topic. So, okay, top five common myths of breast cancer, and I think you just said one with the genetics. Yeah, one is that it has to be genetic. Um, the craziest one is underwire bras. Underwire bras can cause breast cancer. Hmm. Um, what's another myth? Um, breast cancer. Um, it hurt. It, it hurts. You know what I mean? Like you, once it's hurting, it, it, you're right. It's gone too far. Yeah. I had no clue. I had mm. breast cancer. You know, so you didn't, there was no lump. You can't feel anything. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Wow. Okay. No. Um, what's another one? Um, I think there's a myth that only, although we get it more often, than our counterparts, um, that only black women get, uh, like triple negative breast cancer. Mm. And what's an, Oh, another myth. That's four. Mm -hmm. Um, 
oh my goodness, I can't think of another man. Well, I'll tell you one that we believe. You can't pray it away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, we chuckle and we laugh about it now, mm-hmm. but there's so many of us that believe that we can, we, all we need to do, we don't need treatment. Yeah. We can, we can pray this away. We can juice it away. Wow. That's not, no. Yeah. We, we, again, we're killing ourselves. We keep we're praying kill, though. Kill. Shit. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yes. Yeah, no, pray. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Continue to pray. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but God gave you, God gave you the doctors too. Yeah. So partner, partner with your medical staff. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, how how young should uh, women start getting the mammograms? Because I know you you just talked about Aaron and you know like so how here's young? The, here's the thing, um, we have a a woman in our breast cancer um, support group. She was diagnosed at nineteen. Wow. They say they were trying to push for fifty. Fifty five zero. Five zero. I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on television, but (laughs) (laughs) I can't, you know, I can't say, but for me and my background, I I told Aaron to push, push for 35, go in there and advocate for yourself. You know, my medical history. So advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. Just say you want it done. You want it, you, you want it done. Right. They'll give you some pushback, but I believe now the magic number that the medical, you know, world is selling us is 50. But I was like, that's hard to believe because people are getting diagnosed younger and younger. Mm-hmm. And if you have someone that has been diagnosed at 19. Yeah. Damn. I don't know. All right. top five tips you wish somebody told you when you began this grueling journey to your healthiness um tips like i said i had a great um a great village and um Mm -hmm. carrie's touch i connected immediately with uh reverend tammy denise um Mm -hmm. the the founder of carrie's touch but um i wish someone had told me take yeah take your cape off I was able to do that but someone I listened you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. they were like take your cape off okay let people help you okay when people ask you if you need something tell them what you need um learn that no is a complete sentence (laughs) no is a complete sentence you know me, you know our family. We rally around everybody. Mm-hmm. Somebody need anything, we'll somehow come together and figure it out and try to help. Um, get used to your new normal because it's going to be a new normal. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, um, oh, you lose your hair or, you know, you got this mark on your breast where you had a lumpectomy or you have no breast or you have one breast. Mm-hmm. Get used, embrace your new normal. Um, um, partner, 
partner with your, um, with your medical team, Mm -hmm. you have a say in what happens to you partner and be an advocate for yourself. So there's, to me, there's a difference, right? I'm, I'm going to partner with my doctors, but I'm also going to advocate for Mm -hmm. myself. So those are the, those those are the things that people, they, they don't do. Well, you know, my doctor told me, they just believe whatever the doctor says. Mm -hmm. My doctor told me, I just need to start drinking carrot juice. You know, nobody said this, but it would just be something ridiculous. Yeah. Like, what? why did he tell you that? Mm-hmm. You know, or I told my doctor, I really don't want to lose my breast. And he said, I need to <laughs> just explain to me why. Yes. Is there a chance? Give me some statistics. Give me some options, you know. So and yeah, that's about it. Those are the five I have right there. Ooh. All right, auntie. Yes. So at the end of this, we have <laughs> it's our coming is our coming in hot. Oh, oh man, hot. this is gonna. <laughs> oh man, this has already been hot. This whole podcast, but <laughs> this is any topic that you want to talk about. Anything on your mind? Any it could be religious. It could be funny. It could be serious. But Lillian Winrow. It is time to come in hot. What you got, Auntie? You know, I'm 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 gonna go in here. I'm mad. I'm mad at how our Haitian brothers and sisters are being treated. I'm pissed off. The horses, the whips. No, that's it was pure fuckery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pure fuckery, and it needs to stop. Yep. That's one that has my. It just makes my blood boil. Every time I think about it, mm-hmm. every so everyone's allowed to come into this country, but you got people on horses with whips, whipping people back into the water. So all my Haitian brothers and sisters out there, we got you. We, we got do. you. We do. That is. And of course, you know, I don't even want to talk about the pandemic anymore because it just won't go away. I'm a believer. You have a choice. Get vaccinated. Don't get vaccinated. But just be responsible. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking. Yep. Be responsible. That is it. Just yeah. be responsible. It, it doesn't take that much just to put two loops around your ear and pull that, up your you know, face mask. That's, that's it. Yeah. But you don't get to say, I don't want to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And when I see you with a mask, I'm, I'm, I'm going to harass you because you have on a mask. Mm-hmm. It's, it's too much. It's yeah. too much. Yeah. And then I want the first choice of a bed when I get COVID. <laughs> Got my own thoughts on that. Too. That's going to be in, in, That's in part the hallway. two. That's part two. <laughs> you got to come back. We we got to we got to do this back. again for sure. Come back. You need to do a best friend series. Oh, there you, you go. Best friend with. Me. Yeah, no, nah, we got to get Julia here, but I don't know like it's it's an explicit podcast, but <laughs> she will now don't get you to, you get to see she tries to be the perfect little auntie in front of you let me tell you I've seen her She's out of the corner of my eye <laughs> and I follow her on Facebook and Instagram so you know I'm old enough yes. to piece it together now <laughs> right right oh this was fun I told you so much fun I told you oh and I'm so proud of you 
I, I know you didn't get me on here to say all this, but I, I tell you this, the legacy that we are leaving behind, you know, we were the safe, the safe generation, you know, get our state jobs, get our pensions. And that, that has, that, that has its merits, mm-hmm. but you guys, man, this, this next generation of, you know, the Rhodes family, you guys are, Whew. taking chances. And I love it. I love to see it creating generational wealth. Yes. I love it. That's what it's about for me. I and love it. We're proud of you for the guys kids. too. Yes. And, you know, I just want to thank you so much for, you know, you, you got, you got more uh, moves than a wrestler over there. So <laughs> I know you got people hitting you up. I know you're a busy, busy, busy woman, but I you're am. one of the best people that I know it don't even have to be family you know you always been there for me anytime that you know I hit you up or you know we just sit and have like a 10 minute conversation about nothing you know like it's 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 just one of those relationships that I always cherish and I love you auntie and I I appreciate everything that you've ever done for the family for me for my for my family, you know, my wife and my kids, you know. Yes. This is the auntie that is like always don't, you know, like don't tell nobody like what she's bringing, but she'll be like, oh, here's the birthday gift for Viv and Caden <laughs> and Christmas <laughs> presents. Right. It's just like That's you didn't right. have to, but you always <laughs> do it. Do no, it, like you know who we got that from? Grandma and Grandpa. Grandma and Grandpa. Grandpa. People were in that house. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't even live there. Oh, man. Yeah. The spirit to serve. Yes. The spirit to serve. Well, you know, thank you for coming on. Thank you for talking about your, you know, your, your journey and, you know, your continued journey. And like I said, if you need anything from me, we got to talk offline, see how Nash and Proper could, could be involved, how I could be involved. Um, I, I, I'm not just saying this over the airwaves. I, I really do, and I'm, I'm going to be hitting you I'm going to call you, you right after we get off. <laughs> I got another one after this. Call me after three. <laughs> but I'm going to call. Yeah. All right. Hey, so this is coming in hot with Chef Cease. For those delicious, mouth-watering, hot chicken sandwiches and hot cauliflower. I got cauliflower now for you. Yeah. Delicious. (laughs) Uh, www.nashandproper.com at nashandproper, uh, at nashandproper.eg on all social. You can holler at me directly at Chef Cease on all social. I will be talking to you guys next week. Love you. Peace.